The following is a message of First Baptist Richardson. For more information, please visit fbcr.org. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, Just a quick word, choir and orchestra, welcome back. You are a blessing to me and to this church. Thank you so much. Glad to have you all here. Thank you for leading us in worship this morning. And uh, Bill, you were right. We've already had church this morning. Uh, We're not finished. (laughs) Don't don't get your hopes up there. But uh, it's been a good morning and just delighted to be here and be a part of of the worship service this morning. Thank you uh, for the great report on the pastor search process. And Kathleen and I join you every day in praying that God would lead this church to just the right next leader and uh, firmly, truly believing that the very best days for First Baptist Church Richardson are yet to come. And we'll celebrate all of that and uh, just thank you for those who are willing to serve and uh, we appreciate all of that. Back in February of uh, 2009, a lady named... Catherine Stackett released a book, and the title of the book was uh, The Help. Uh, and the book is about, um, it's set in the 1960s in Jackson, Mississippi era. And it's a book about uh, African American ladies uh, serving in white households back in that era. A couple of years later, uh, a movie came out under that same name, starring Viola Davis and Emma Stone, The Help. Some of you may have seen that movie. There's a particular part of the movie that's repeated periodically throughout, and it is where one of the African-American ladies who's caring for a small white girl. Every time kind of gets down on her knees or gets down into her face and says, and in keeping with the era and the culture, she says it like this, you is smart, you is kind, You is important. So those you is, those you are kind of statements, what we want to talk a little bit about this morning. So in a a completely different context, occasionally, you know, I hearken back to my days growing up on the plains of West Texas. Uh, So for reasons I can't explain and you could not possibly understand, I played football in high school. Uh, I I played football for the La Mesa Golden Tornadoes. I don't know if it's true that you learn from losing. I guess probably it is. But if that is true, uh, then I played on the smartest team in our district. You can piece that together. I do remember, though, my, my football coach who used to periodically encourage me with these words. He would say, well, Hardidge, uh, 
you may be small, but at least you're slow. (laughs) You are small. You are slow. You are smart. You are kind. You are important. You are statements. Proclamations that declarations that are made to us or for us or about us. Jesus did that. You are. If you go back and read the beginning of his Sermon on the Mount, books have been written, many sermons, series have been preached on the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes really are a series of you are statements by Jesus to his first century followers. And then at the end of the Beatitudes, at least the way I see it and the way I read it, Jesus issues what I would call a conclusion to the Beatitudes. He has gone through a significant list of profound statements to his followers about who and what they are. And then he sums it up with just two short and simple statements, verses that we will read and address for a few minutes this morning. If you have your Bible, open it with me to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, and I'm going to read verse 13 and verse 14, and you follow along. These are the concluding you are statements Of Jesus, and he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Verse 14 You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You are salt. You are light. Let's take each of those. So we'll start with Jesus referring to us, declaring us to be his followers. You are the salt of the earth. You are salt. Now, you have heard sermons on this and Sunday school lessons on this. And so put yourself in the place of a first century believer And this statement is made to you, you are salt. And you have heard people talk about what that means. How was salt used? What would they have perceived him to be saying to them when he declares them to be the salt of the earth? And and I want to narrow it down to just two, I think, priority thoughts that would probably have come into the the mind of that first century here. One would be preservation. So refrigeration, not possible back in century one. 
So how do you preserve food and other things to last a long time? Salt, a great preserver. So when he says you are salt, you preserve. And then taste. Matter of fact, he goes on to say, if salt loses its saltiness, if you can no longer taste it, it's not worth anything. It's worth less. So just these two things, if you're that first century disciple and Jesus declares you are salt, then you are to preserve, you are to have taste. So what are we preserving? What are we making taste better? I think truth is one. You preserve, we preserve truth. We make the truth last. We make truth stand the test of time and we preserve what is good. He, he talks about goodness in these verses. Your good works, we preserve we, we preserve what is true, we preserve what is good, we, we, truth and goodness. Added to culture, truth and goodness added to society, preserves what is good and right, it, ta- it passed the test of time. You are salt. You preserve the truth, you are salt, you preserve what is good, you are salt, you make truth and goodness, insult in culture and society, everything better because of what you are. I'm not sure very many here uh, uh, celebrated June 29th properly. So back when I was the executive director of the Baptist General Convention of Texas, I traveled the state a lot. My, my Texas geography is pretty good. And so uh, one of the things I felt compelled to do was to carry with me the uh, Texas monthly edition of the top 50 barbecue places in the state. <laughs> Just seemed like the, the appropriate thing to do. So uh, I, I've, I've eaten barbecue everywhere in Texas. And one of my favorites, though, I found in Fort Worth. There's now one in Dallas. It's Heim Barbecue. In Fort Worth, it's on Magnolia over in that part of, of the city. Here in Dallas, it's right across the street from Love Field on Mockingbird. It's, it's relatively new over there. Um, so back in the, the restaurant, Heim Barbecue started in 2013. But in 2019, they registered... June 29th as National Bacon Burnt Ends Day. (laughs) So I'm simply saying, I expect most of you probably didn't celebrate June 29th properly, but you've got 10 and a half months to get ready for 2024. All that to say, Bacon Burnt Ends is their signature dish. It's what they're known for. And most restaurants have a signature dish, something for which they are known. And I think Jesus says here, when he says, you are the salt of the earth, I think he's saying, this is how you are to be known. Your signature on society, your signature on culture 
is preserving all that is true. Your signature on the culture, your, your statement in society is preserving all that is good. You are representative of truth and goodness in our world. That's who and what you are. It is important to note that long before Jesus tells us to do anything, he tells us what we are to be. Being what we are is the foundation for all that we will later be told to do, but it all starts with who and what we are. You are salt. You preserve the truth. You preserve what is good. That's who you are. We are out and about this afternoon and tomorrow. We'll go home after church. At home, you are salt. Tomorrow, many of us will go to work. In that workplace, you are salt. School has started back or will start back. In that classroom, in that school, administrator, teacher, student, staff, you are salt in that place. It's not so much about all that you do in that place. It's what you are and what you represent in that place. You are there to represent truth. You are there to represent what is good. That's what you are, and it lays the foundation for all that you will later do as a believer in and a follower of Jesus. You are salt. And then he says, you are light. Now, you go all the way back to the beginning, go back to Genesis. God began his creative work. When he, when he, the, the description before God began his creative work is everything was dark and formless and void. And then God began to create. And as he began to create, what did he create? He created light. What's the purpose of light? Light is to make it possible to see, and light is to be seen. So when Jesus says, you are light, you are to see things for what they are and how they are compared to what is true and what is good, and you are to be seen, you and I, we are to be seen representing truth and what is good and what is right. We are to see the world as it is compared to truth and light, to truth and goodness, and then we are to be seen as we live and breathe and have our being, we are to be seen representing all that is true and all that is good. Have you ever been to uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico? So Carlsbad, New Mexico is in um, kind of the the bottom southeastern part of the state of New Mexico. It's a strange part of the country. It's where the West Texas Permian Basin and the southeast New Mexico Chihuahuan Desert and the, and the foothills of the Guadalupe Mountains all kind of converge. And there you'll find in Carlsbad, New Mexico, the Carlsbad Cavern. I don't know if you've been there or not. It's, it's a trip worth taking. Now, you're not going to drive past it. You'll need to drive to it. So the Carlsbad Caverns, uh, probably discovered by the Apaches 
centuries ago. And there are some legends that go along with that. But back in 1903, there was a West Texas cowboy that kind of explored the caverns for the first time. Uh, And so the caverns, Carlsbad Caverns, cover 73 square miles. And over 100 different caves as a part of the caverns. The deepest one is more than 1,600 feet deep. And if you've ever been there, you you take a little tour and they they take you deep down into the caverns and you kind of get down there to a place where there is no light except for artificial light that's been added. And then there's a little part in the tour where they turn off the lights. And that's uncomfortable. Because truly... It is so dark, you actually cannot see your hand in front of your face. There is no light. But then, after just a few moments, across the way, someone turns on a small light. Even in the darkest of places, a light can be seen. Even in the darkest of places, a small light can help you see. That's us. As our society and as our culture seem to grow darker, the necessity for you and I to shine becomes greater so that people can see truth and goodness, and so that we can be seen representing what is true and what is good. You know, Texas has a long coastline. Uh, You go from the Rio Grande Valley up through the coastal bend, and then you've got the the greater Houston-Galveston metropolitan area, then it goes over uh, to the Golden Triangle. We've got a long coastline. It's not a particularly rugged and jagged coastline like you see in some places. It's, it's, It's smooth. So over the years, throughout Texas just hasn't needed a lot of lighthouses. There are only six uh, historic lighthouses in Texas. The one I'm most familiar with is down in Port Lavaca. If you ever uh, were on your way to South Padre Island, you would pass through Port Lavaca, and there is a lighthouse there. You can tour it, and you can go up in it and all that sort of thing. And lighthouses had, and some places still have, a purpose. The purpose is to be seen. The purpose is to help others see their way to safe passage. So when Jesus here is saying, you are light, you are the light of the world, what he's saying is, you're to be seen. Don't hide. Don't cower away. It is, it is your purpose your, your stated purpose, your created purpose, our purpose is to help others see what is true, what is right, what is good. Our purpose is to be seen representing all of that. Jesus simply says, you are salt. You are light. You know, here we are, believers in and followers of Jesus in 
2023. What are we known for? You and me and us. What are we, no- what are we known for? I don't know. I think sometimes we're known for being against things. Sometimes we're known for uh, being judgmental. Sometimes we're known for negative things. Now, we're also known for good things. I just I think, what are, I'm a believer in and I'm a follower of Jesus. What is it? What, is, what should I be known for? And I think I should be known for in that place where I am, wherever that place is, it's a better place. I've made a difference in that place because I'm there. I've made a difference in that place because of what I brought with me when I came into that place. I, the, the place is different. It's not just different. It is better. That place, wherever that place may, may, may be, it is different. It is better because our presence was there. We brought to that place, wherever that place is, we brought to it salt and light, truth and goodness. And we made a difference in so doing. The Beatitudes are beautiful statements. You are. But the conclusion of the Beatitudes, when Jesus sums it all up, you can be all of these things. The bottom line, you must be salt and you must be light. You must make a difference. You must make those places where you are better because you're there. Because when you're there, We brought Jesus with us. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for the blessings of the day, our time. Father, we love you and we thank you for loving us. We thank you for your word and the way that it speaks, the relevancy that it still has. And we just pray, Heavenly Father, that today uh, we feel a sense of your Spirit's presence and that... um, where we may have fallen short of being salt and light, that we would uh, renew our, our commitment. And uh, God, we, I just pray today that uh, each one of us kind of establish a new resolve to represent truth and to represent goodness in a way that honors you and pleases you wherever we go and whatever we do. These things we ask and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.